Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody, you tuned to Shingles, that's where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I am Dave Shingler, and he... It's Cleon Bewley. You might be a pauper or a little road sweeper, but sooner or later you'll dance with the Reaper. How you doing, Dave? You okay? Yeah. Name the film. Um, it's... Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yes. Yes. I had the fucking character ha- in my head. Happy Monday morning of February. Yeah. What's the date today? 12th. It's the 12th of February. Happy Monday morning, everyone. Start breaking the fourth fucking wall, Dave. Sunday afternoon. It's night. It's Monday morning. I don't know what's going on. Don't you know what's going on? No, I never know what's going on. It's been a weird week. Um, It's been a good week. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. It's been a good week. Well, why, why have you had a good week? I've had an interest. I've had a busy week. I just mean news-wise. We've okay. had some fresh and in, we've had some fresh news and some crazy news and a massive improvement to a TV program, which I at the end kind of went. It's about bloody time. It's about time. We've had that type of week. It's been a news-rich week. Do you want to go on the television program first? Yeah, you go for it. Fucking raw. It's about okay. time. We're back. We're back in liftoff station. We've got the superstars lined up. We've actually got a good storyline. Okay. And we are looking good. Did you watch Raw? No. Oh, for f- <laughs> fuck's sake. No. You're I've supposed been, um, to be the wrestling guy on this podcast, and I've proper da- delved into Raw this week. I haven't been week. the wrestling guy for about two years. Oh, my God. I watched God. the Royal Rumble. <laughs> that was it. I know, but they've actually, they're actually forming a good storyline. No, yeah. I, um, I watched some of the, um, the, the press... Well, they, they called it the press conference, but um, the, uh, the, the WrestleMania launch show that was streamed on Facebook and everything. Did you see any of that? Was that... Um, Roman Reigns, The Rock, and Cody Rhodes, yeah. and the other one. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, yeah. who I always forget. It's so bad. Um, all doing the front, front of house. Yeah. Uh, into, yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was amazing. It was very good. So, if we rewind back from that a little bit, um, there's been... <clears throat> If we go back a few years back, and it was the it was the Daniel Bryan yes movement. Yes, when the whole crowd wanted yes. Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble. Yes, wanted Daniel Bryan to go to WrestleMania. Yes, wanted Daniel Bryan to win the belt. What? And I'm the, turning it into a wrestling proper podcast, are you? And the um, <laughs> the. The way the WWE wanted it was they wanted Batista to win the Rumble yeah. and Batista to go to WrestleMania. Because he's big and And Batista to win the belt. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the like with a lot of WrestleManias for years around that time, not WrestleMania, sorry, Royal Rumbles, the crowd were like, what? Boo! Boo! So we had the whole yes movement, uh, which, you know, the, the eventually, you know, gave in. And but they, they they did the whole storyline that Daniel Bryan would have to beat Triple H at WrestleMania, and mm. then he could go on to later on in the evening, and it would be a triple threat match, which eventually Daniel Bryan won, and he got the belt. Um, so, what happened at, at what's been happening at live shows and on TV shows as well is the crowd have been 
cheering for Cody and mm. booing the the whole uh, rock Roman versus Reigns. rock versus Roman thing, yeah. like because they want the they want Cody to go to Mania and finish the story. Mm. Um, so what's been happening behind the scenes is the Rock has gone right. We cannot fuck this up again. We need to play into this. Let's let's make this look organic, but it's not organic. Do you know? <clears throat> have you watched that properly? What the? Um... I think the Rock does a lot of that off the dome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he's you see him smile. He, he's he's going one direction. If you watch it, I I think the Rock is amazing to be able to do what he does on a level that he does it at, especially at the age that he is, because he's in his 50s now. I, I don't know what he's like now, but I do remember... I'm just talking his mic skills now. Yeah, I do remember when he, when he did the comeback and the whole, with the whole John Cena thing, mm. um, and I don't know whether it was a nerves thing, because back in the Attitude Era, yeah, he was just fire on the mic, you know what I mean? His promos and everything, he was he was phenomenal. Um, but I don't know whether it was like a nerves thing, whether he, whether he couldn't... He didn't want to be in a situation where he didn't look like The Rock in the ring because he hasn't done it for so long, and that's fair enough. Mm. But he did have little cheat sheets like written on his hand and on his arm and stuff. Yeah, and you know, so he could like, yeah, look at Luke, and then boom, carry on doing his promos to the point where John Cena actually used that against him. To which um, John Cena's come out since yeah. saying he was embarrassed by doing that. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wish he yeah. never did it. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, the whole... I mean, what you've got to remember as well is The Rock is now a Hollywood actor. You know what I mean? As much as he was never an actor, he was a sports entertainer, he's gone into Hollywood, he's done... Yeah, The Rock plays The Rock in all the films, but he's still got to learn lines, he's still got to act, he's still got to... You know, he's now Hollywood trained, as well as having the wrestling experience, so he can go out on stage now... And he can fucking perform. You look at that speech they did in that press conference where The Rock came out first being, oh my God, what is his name? Who? The first... Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, thank you. <laughs> just put a big neon sign behind you that just flashes every now and again with Seth Rollins so I can just get his name in my mental Rolodex. He's a great wrestler as well. He's, he's, his wardrobes are amazing at this moment in time. So he started off with Seth outside, calling out for Cody Rhodes to come and make his choice over who he wants to fight mm. in WrestleMania. Stay in front of the mic. He... <laughs> he it's going like, you're doing, you're doing this. It's, like, like, uh, it's good though, because when you're listening to this in the morning, uh, I, go from one ear, I go from one earphone to the next, <laughs> dependent on where I am in the room. Anyway, so Seth Rollins was already <laughs> Seth Rollins was already out. He invited out Cody Rhodes, and out came Roman Reigns. Yes, I think Roman Reigns' characters as well has gone through the roof. I love the whole acknowledge me. Yeah, it's exactly what he needed to do. Love it. Yeah, bye love guy, it. Bad guy Roman. The Rock came out not as a heel. No, and he left as a heel. Yeah. But he didn't transform. Normally, the moment where they changed to heel would have been when he did the slap across Cody Rhodes' face. Mm. Then his transformation to full heel is complete. I was watching that. Watch The Rock play with it. If you watch it, you can see him talking. He hears a chance, which is a negative one towards him, mm. from being popular, and he just changes. And he just moves the mat. 
he starts to smile, he starts to enjoy it, and then he just <clears throat> kind of just lies back and being a heel. Yeah. It just goes, he's amazing, thank a, you, a I'm sick of, people, of being good. A lot of people forget that The Rock was a heel. He was a heel. He, was a he started off as a bad guy. Yeah. Bad guy rock, um, and and he he was he was the best bad guy character. You yeah. know what I mean. And you get that organic move to to face Bailey, prime example, mm-hmm. right? You know Bailey, the the girl next door, the side ponytail. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the side ponytail. Ponytail. Keep dropping out then. No, the side ponytail. Um, you know the good girl, the nice girl. She goes heel, mm-hmm. right? Which or crazy Dusty Rhodes made a promise that she would never take the side ponytail. It's every time I do a pee, take the side ponytail out. Um, because it was that good girl persona. She yeah. Apparently she went to the ring once without wearing it, and when she got backstage, Dusty Rhodes was like, now listen, baby girl, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> um, she goes she goes heel, right? And <clears throat> she's, she's bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy does the whole damage control thing and now this lead up to WrestleMania it's done the boom the flip back to face you know yeah. what I mean it, it, it works the organic turn back to good guy forced face never works they tried it with Roman it never works work. so with the rock it was an organic boom change back to good guy rock you know what I mean that was back in the day but the rock is a phenomenal heel and he always was and he has seen this is like backstage. He has seen this opportunity. The crowd are already behind Cody. You've got that organic. He's the good guy. The organic love for Cody. So he's gone right. Let's play into this. We need to do something about this because nobody's happy with with Rock. Obviously, nobody's happy with Rock Roman at WrestleMania. We we so we need to now play including into this the Cody whole thing. WWE network. Um. So. Do how do you do it? Do you do what you do did with Daniel Bryan, and do you put him like in a triple threat or something like that? But apparently, so they've they've got um, people in the crowd had signs the Cody section, like the Cesaro's section, like the Daniel Bryan section. They had these Cody section signs, and that was the Rock's idea. The Rock said, "Go and print out however many fucking bits of paper with." Cody section on and hand them out to people as they're coming into the arena. Yeah. So they've got them. That's the Rock's idea. He's he's like, we need to don't we cannot mess this up. We need to do this. This is money. Yeah. The Rock and Roman at WrestleMania is is one of the biggest fucking matches ever. If if Cody wasn't there, if he, yeah, yeah, if yeah. he wasn't there and he he didn't have this two year storyline leading up to this WrestleMania, winning the Rumble. And it, 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 to go to Mania to face Roman again and finish the story. If that wasn't the case, if they'd have just left it alone last year and put him on a different path, then The Rock and Roman Reigns in a match for the belt to see who's the head of the table. Biggest WrestleMania ever. Perfect. But Cody's there. You can't do it. Yeah. It won't work. You nope. cannot do it. So what do you do? Rock, I, I'll be a bad guy then. Fuck it. I'll be a bad guy. It's money. I will be a bad guy. It's money. And I don't. Why does it leave the other guy? <clears throat> Who? Seth. Yeah. <laughs> um, elimination Chamber uh, in Australia. Um, when it because that this was this was this is what started being the case when they had the two belts. The um, the person who wins the rumble decides who they want to face at Mania, and that's the headliner. Didn't know, right? And then then what they started doing was elimination chamber was the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. Whoever won the elimination chamber 
faces the other champion. So whoever wins the Elimination Chamber, which is in Australia this time, um, will face Seth Rollins. That's been announced, so it's not going to be Cody and Seth. Yep. Um, you know, whoever wins the, the Elimination Chamber will face Seth Rollins. I don't know who that's going to be, um, but Seth Rollins always puts on a phenomenal match. Um, and I'd like to thank um, Seth Rollins for listening to the podcast. And... He referenced Co- the pops that we were talking about <laughs> as he came on stage. And Cody, um, we had about the promos and whatnot. Like, Cody's deliverance when it comes to promos is just second to none. He's yeah, he's amazing. so good. He's amazing. And and you, when you've got The Rock and you've got Cody, and you know what makes it really good as well is the fucking size difference. It's, the Rock is massive. I also like Makes the, Cody look like a little boy. I like the incorporation of Triple H as well into this as the manager. I, I so, love the two Australian guys. This is the... Um, this, New Zealand guys. Australian guys. Australian guys? Are they managers of WWE? The general managers? Yeah. Adam Pearce and... Um, yeah, them too. The other guy from NWA, who I cannot remember his name, but he's British. Um, uh, yeah, he's British. Adam Pearce is American. Um, yeah. He ain't British. No, he's, he's British. Not. He's from... He's British. What's his name? I can't remember. He was he was NWA champion for fucking ages. Um, what the fuck's his name? John. That's going to do my tits. And he's married to Mickey James, I know that. Right. Um, That's all I need. That's enough. Carry on, Dave. So. He's um, never fucking English. He is. He's British. Does um, that mean he's from Ireland? No, he's British. <laughs> Telling you. Um, if I'm wrong, then I'm Nick Aldis. Wrong. Nick Aldis. That's him, yeah. Um, yeah. Nick Aldis is really good. Um, yeah, so the whole Triple H thing as well. So he, he's involved. Um, I presume you saw the backstage footage. He's from Norfolk. Yeah. The the backstage footage of Triple H being interviewed and then Rock and Roman walking past. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yes. Where Rock was like, I'll slap his teeth out of his fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. I mean, I mean, now Triple H has got a bad ticker, hasn't he? So there's yeah, no he way can't he, he, can't, thing. he can't wrestle. Because I'm kind of like this looking at Triple yeah. H going, mate. Because this is the. the this mate, was the, this take was the, the rock other, out. This was the other thing. This was the. This was the other thing people are talking about. Is this leading to a one more time? Uh, one last time, Rock and Triple H, but Triple H can't wrestle. It's leading he, to somebody versus he just The Rock. Can't wrestle, or else it'd be like, oh yeah, because those two have always wanted to do the dance, haven't they? And it'd be good as well. You know, I mean, it's two guys that know each other really well, and it wouldn't take much planning. But you do have the the issue of, and as as much as The Rock is in good health and he looks phenomenal, he does gas very quickly in the yeah. ring these days because he's not. A wrestler anymore no he's not he doesn't do it every day you know what i mean so he's got to get back up to that you know peak level cardio match kind of fitness thing. if match you will fitness match fitness yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i think if you were to put the rock and triple h give him 10 minutes and they'd be it would be a very be, short i match. think it'd be a slow match <laughs> yeah it would be 12 minutes tops and then it'd be over yeah there's triple no h. way they couldn't yeah i don't want to see triple h i don't want to see triple so, I, I don't we do not need to see Triple H you, in the ring for the business. Have you noticed he's going full corporate now as well? Because yeah. he's changed his name. Yeah, Paul, him, Triple Paul Triple H. Triple H Levesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving yeah, his yeah, real yeah. name. I noticed when it came up, I was like, get in! Here we go, we're going to have Triple H and The Rock running the business. Suit, suit and tie Triple H's eh? Suit and tie Triple H is brilliant. The only thing that did, that made me go a little bit in there, 
is when the Rock slapped him. I think there could have been a bit more, a bit more of an argument. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't too keen on the immediate separation of them. They immediately um, separated yeah. and didn't I mean, attack each other. I don't know if this has been announced or if it's going to happen, but there was the, then, then the talk of Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth in a tag match at, at Elimination Chamber. But I just think that's pointless. I don't think no. it doesn't need doesn't need to happen. Doesn't need that. happen. Um, Cody Cody versus Roman interference from Rock and then Triple H coming out pedigreeing him in the middle of the ring and then Cody Cody Rhodes winning. There could be um Wow, that's a, that's pretty predictable. There could be some uh, some yeah, some interference or something. Well, there's going to be interference from the bloodline, but it's which angle they take. There's talk of bringing some of the other cousins in as well, because like Ooh. Jacob, Jacob Fatu's um, a free agent now. I think he was with MLW. What Timmy shakes his ass as well. That's Rikishi. Rikishi, um, him. He's that, back. Well, that's U- U- Usi's uh, the Uso's dad, um, Jimmy and Jay Uso's dad. Our um, truth's back. Our truth never left. Oh, our truth's always been there. Well, he's back. He's a Artrus. now. He's he's the comic relief, and um, you'll never get you'll never get out of that that position. I'll take he's that. Always the comic relief. And take that for seven million a year. And he's brilliant. He's, he's ace. Our um, truth is, um, yeah. So you know the the steering steering it down the Cody Roman. He path. does this role, doesn't he? At WWE. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, he's he's turned into that. The thing about Hot Ruthers as well is he's a really good fucking wrestler. Yes, uh, mate. And um, yeah, but he's he's the comic relief, um, and he and he does it really well. That's yeah. the thing. You know what I mean? He know he knows. You know, he's, he's the old guard now. He's been he's been wrestling for fucking decades, and uh, and that's his job in WWE. And he he's does a it. bit like the wrestling version of Terry Crews. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll go with that. That works. Uh, there's been more more Vince stuff this week. Oh God, go on. Um, so the um, I didn't go hard enough last week. By the way, I was going to bring it up this week, but I thought not to. The um, yeah, basically more allegations have come out. Yeah. Um, and more women, more NDAs. There's the whole um, Ashley Mazzara thing as well, which is just, I mean, that's been common knowledge for a long time. You know, she unfortunately committed suicide a few years ago. I thought um, that's already, has that already been dealt with? No. Um, oh. So she um, she said that while they were doing one of the um, tribute to the troops tours, that a US Army doctor drugged and raped her on the tour. And she took it to WWE management, and they all went, "Don't say anything, because you'll ruin the relationship with us and, and the U.S. Army. So you've got to keep it quiet." Yeah. Um, she signed. Um, well, she did it in affidavit um, before she passed away. Um, you know, a statement under oath, um, saying everything that that happened in the WWE and around that incident. Um, there was. She said that Vince never really paid attention to her, um, and she just presumed that he wasn't. She wasn't his type. And then she did Playboy, and then Vince all of a sudden was interested uh, to the point where he was trying to get her on her own all the time, trying to get her to go mm. to his hotel rooms. Um, well, she and she <laughs> the took same that, motel where he takes all these yeah, ladies. Well, she took that to um, like another 
uh, I might have been Kevin Dunn, I think it said in, in, in the statement, um, saying, look, I don't want to go, what do I do? And he was like, just tell him you're ill. Tell him you're not, tell him you're not well, um, and you'll see him on TV. Uh, when, when he comes to TV, when he comes to do Raw or SmackDown or whatever the next show was. And uh, and so she did that. And then after that, um, he started writing her storylines, um, which Vince didn't actively do. You know, he's got writers for that. He just used to just change stuff and whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but he started actively writing her storylines. And apparently they were just like ridiculous and he was just trying to ruin it and other people have now come out and said that he did exactly the same thing to them when when they didn't do what he wanted to um he would just start ruining the careers and she took it to um doc Hendricks, what's his real name michael hayes um and said i'm not uh, this is what what the what is this and he read the script and went that is ridiculous you're not saying that on tv <clears throat> who's written it and she goes, Vince. And he went, yeah, he's putting the brakes on you. That's it. You've, he's putting the brakes on you. He's just ruining your career. But there's nothing we can do if Vince but says that's so. what an owner of every company. <clears throat> um, but he's the owner of a company. If he can't get his own way, he acts like <clears throat> a spoiled brat. Yeah. Uh, so all that's come out. Because <clears throat> um, he can't get his own way by just being powerful. The, the, a lot of this came out due to a, uh, a concussion lawsuit where loads of wrestlers came together to like sue the company over concussions. And then on top, during that, there was the talk of, uh, oh, we tried finger me, or we tried do this, or we you tried... <clears throat> well, yeah, getting to the point. Um, <laughs> and, and like I say, this was like a sworn affidavit that she she wrote and signed before she killed herself um so all that's come out this week as well um it's yeah uh, a lot of the wrestlers a lot of past wrestlers are now starting to come out and and kind of give their thoughts bret hart's the latest one and he's like <clears throat> what a shot bret, <clears throat> bret hart wants to say something about vince he's um it doesn't matter every, everything that them two have been through over the years. Yeah. Um, he always said that he looked up to Vince like a father figure, and he was influential. And you know, he, he, he didn't lose that kind of respect for him in in a way. Um, and he's he's now said he he just he just doesn't think he'd ever speak to him again. Now, um, yeah. if if a handshake was offered, he would turn it down. Um, he says he's read the text messages and they are written exactly like Vince writes text messages. Yeah. You know, they, that, if you know the man, yeah. you'll know if they are his or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he said that that's how they're written. Um, and bit of a dirty perv. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not looking good for the guy. It's not looking good for the guy at all. So we're in shock because the guy who ran the diva stable, a multi-billionaire, he runs a multi-billionaire company, which he's surrounded oh. 90% of the time by beautiful women, is a bit handsy. Uh, well, a, a in, lot handsy. I'm in shock. The whole John Laurinaitis thing as well, he has denied that Ashley Mazzaro ever took that complaint to WWE, yet it has been proven... It's like HR files <clears> on the damn thing. It has been proven... By John Laurinaitis himself, because it's in another statement somewhere else, that Ashley Massaro did take that to WWE, and he was well aware of it. He's another and he, one. And he was in the room. He's another one, he is. He's another dick, 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 uh, 
Big Dick Deviant. Mm-hmm. He's another one that Don Larinitis or yeah. Laringata, whatever his flipping name if is. If I've got it right. He is horrible, man. I think Animal from the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. Yeah. I'm pretty certain it's his brother, John Laurinaitis. Could be Hawk. It's one of the two. Mm. Um, yeah, wrestling family. But yeah, um, so he's not doing himself any favours either. That's what's uh, happening there. But enough of wrestling. That's uh, what else happened this week? The King got cancer. Oh, shit. Was that this week? That was this last week, yeah. Yeah. Um, this last week, the King got cancer and everyone turned fucking stupid. I, um, yeah, I saw the news break. Um, I thought that was last week. I, can't record. I, thought, I thought I genuinely yeah, thought It's that just this there. week. That's yeah. just gone. Um, I, uh, I saw the news break and... The first thing I thought was, this is weird, because when the monarch gets ill, nobody knows about it. They don't They don't say it out loud. They don't go, I'm ill. Um, they just deal with it, like, and, yeah, I thought that was, it was really strange how it was all out in the open, but then you read the statement, and he's like, yeah, I want people to know yeah. that this is out, that, that this is what's going on, um, because he, you know... It was like a, it was a, a way of showing that we're all human, and this is happening to everybody. It's happening to me. It's happening to other families. And if he opens up the conversation, then it's a good thing. And so, what did we get off social media? The king at seventy-five is having treatment for cancer, and my aunt Mary didn't get treatment for cancer when she was seventy-five. I am. Um, What's the difference? I'll the tell king. you the difference. Yeah, he's the king. He's a multi, multi, <clears throat> multi, multi, multi millionaire. He's probably a multi, multi, multi billionaire. He'd only have sell three paintings to yeah, get I'm, that done. I'm pretty certain he's uh, he's not on the NHS waiting list. I'm, he could uh, sell a crown. Yeah, but they're worth a small fortune. That's the difference. He's not. Yeah, he's he's got. He's probably got booper. So, well, it's not that he's got booper. I'm pretty sure when he went, oh, I feel nasty. I don't think him him and the Queen or Camilla. Got up and went into A and E. Yeah, just had a little wander up to you know, A&E, just A and E, linking each other with the scarf and the flat cap on. <laughs> just walking into A and E, grabbing a co- cup of coffee from Costa, and just waiting his turn like everybody yeah. else. No, it's called H R H or the Royal Stoke Infirmary for reasons. We will, um, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pop the cami style. I'm just going to nip the cami. Yeah. Just ask the pharmacy about this pain I've got. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I can't see it happening. Well, he had. Did he not have a finger up the bum a couple of weeks ago? I don't know about his he personal. Went, life, he went for an. He went for a medical assessment, didn't he? On yes. his on his prostate. Yeah. Um, and it's not prostate cancer though. But they have discovered a cancer somewhere else. So he's not said what cancer he's got. But I, um, I but also. He's, He's not got prostate cancer. I'm also of the belief it's more serious than the letting on. Yeah, I mean, prostate. Obviously, obviously, all cancers are serious, like. But I believe prostate, skin, and bladder—they are the ones where they're quite successfully treatable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they know what they're doing with them. Like skin cancer, bladder cancer, they know what they're doing with them ones. And I think prostate's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Although it is a little bit more complicated, they have got it right. We. Um, you know, it's radiation or it's radiation and an operation or it's chemotherapy. And We've also got yeah. sexy Kate in hospital. Yeah, she's 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 still in hospital. She's been in for a while, and she's she? been in for a oh. while. She's been in my thoughts, Dave. I'm worried. Um, she's the best looking monarchy monarch we've ever had. 
Do you know? And the Queen was fit. Do you know what made me think it's more serious than 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 what's been let out? When the spare came over. When the spare came home. Yeah. Yeah. I've his head measured. When you get the news, when you get the news that like you know Harry's coming over, then it's a bit like, oh, is this a bit more? Is serious? this a little bit more? Or is he coming in for a <clears throat> suit fitting? Does he think there's a bit of an angle here? So we um, we're potentially. Um, God forbid, we are potentially looking at us living under three monarchs a lot quicker than I thought this would happen. According to that prophecy woman from over a couple of hundred years ago who who left those notes with the Vatican, whose name I can't remember, and we'll bring it up next week, apparently this is going to be the shortest reigning monarch in history. I don't know. I don't know how long the show. Let let it know. I'll. I'll. I'll like he's going to be in situ for about a year. Apparently, I'll have a look for this. Um, I mean, I wonder if like in recent times. Sorry. I wonder if it'll get to the point where he has to abdicate. Well, it's it's one of them. It's the way the way being the king works, if you will. And I'm I'm weirdly breaking this down from the city of Stoke on Trent, uh, from a lad who grew up on a council estate. Lady Jane Grey, nine days. Oh, he's beat that then. <laughs> um, in recent times, I'm going to keep chucking recent times. Recent time. The Queen was on the throne for 200 years. So it's, it's fucking the- <laughs> recent then, isn't it? So anyway. <laughs> so what it, what, it, what it boils down to is can he do his jobs and he's, um, you know, the envelopes he has to deliver, the yeah, Secretary yeah. of State, the Prime Minister's Well, he's meeting. working for a moment, moment, isn't Yeah, he? blah, 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 blah. He's WFH. He's got teams. He's d- yeah, he's on, so he's on, <laughs> he's on Zoom. He's on, he's, <laughs> you've got mute on. Let's the monarchy. Charlie, you're muted. You, the, the, the monarchy don't use Teams. They use fucking like Adobe Acrobat or something. Adobe Connect, even. <laughs> they use fucking Teams. They don't mate. use Teams. Of course they do. Teams is way too fucking high tech for them. Like, <laughs> they use some Skype. weird. Yeah, they use some weird fucking old, like 15 year old version of, of, of whatever the fuck video calling conference suite. Like that doesn't it's all janky, doesn't work properly because they just never updated the Cisco system. what was it called now? That yeah. old Cisco one Cisco you used Connect to get. Cisco Meet Me. Yeah. Can you remember that one? They've got they've got massive desktop PCs with big back monitors. <laughs> like um in the living room they've still got one of them big projector TVs yeah, with the big back on with it. With a big back on it, yeah. No, you don't know, it could be different. It could be the most high tech building on planet Earth. You walk in Prince walk Charles's in, it's bedroom like, and it's like Iron Man's Lake. Yeah. Wake up, Daddy's home. It's like fucking Minority Report. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just sends it all out, and he's just got reports of like the rainforest and um, global heating and all that type of stuff. Funnily enough, the king announced he had cancer on the same day. The news broke that the Earth has gone past that one and a half degree point, oh, and right. everyone just went, "Oh no, the king's got cancer." Yeah. Apart from me going, you know that worrying part what we were saying we don't want to go past and once we've gone past we can't reverse it we went past today is that the does uh, anyone want it the climate change thing <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah apparently we went we've gone past that mark now oh, well we could do with another pandemic because i'm thinking so the we, ozone we can't turn it once it's gone apparently we can't reverse it in we're all right here though in, in the midlands because we're on hill so if the flooding happens from the ice caps melting we're on we're on hill so can you so. What, what can you imagine i was watching something and, and I'm going to reference it. Can you imagine getting put in a cryogenic... Can you imagine being frozen till the future? Well, no, but yeah. You know? Yeah. 
You get re, you get defrosted, and it's the year twenty three ninety five. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Hello, welcome to the year twenty three ninety five." What are the questions? Was Brexit successful? Yeah. Too early to tell. Is HS2 finished? <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Then also, to top it all off again, you've got the water problem. Can I have a bit of water? I'm a bit parched. Oh, no, the last bit of water was drank in the year 2322. You're joking. We used to just fill it up from the yeah, tap. From we, the used tap. To have, we used to have water fights with it. Yeah. If we used to have a clean glass, we used to just fill it up and rinse it out <laughs> before <laughs> didn't you know you were killing the planet yeah we did what about aeroplanes and everything what did your governments do ah you're not going to be happy why we got on a plane to go somewhere hotter can you imagine the conversation they're going to have in so many years time we got on a plane to go from here to somewhere hotter thus making here hotter kind of works <laughs> We're so fucked. We're not. We're fine. We're just going to get a gradual temperature improve in summertime and a gradual more wintry time in the winter. That's fine for the UK. We're going to slowly turn into Canada. And let's face it, we'll be fine because we'll be dead before anything happens. We're just going to start seeing. We're going to see in the next We'll be getting a nice tan. We're going to get a nice... (laughs) In a nutshell, I'm going to get a nice tan and a bit of a cold winter. So in my elder years, I'm going to be tanning and sledging. We're gonna- <laughs> that's my. That's our life. So we're going to be we're in a lose, you know. We're going to lose Grimsby on the East Coast. <laughs> Grimsby's fucked. Norwich is fucked. Yeah. You're, you're both gone. <laughs> Landon now doesn't look too shiny down there. London, that bridge is going to be improper. You soon. <laughs> it's just going to be up all the time. We're going to start the UK at about Watford. <laughs> that's going to be the shores of the UK. Watford. They're going to have to make Birmingham the capital. (laughs) We won't have to. Remember months ago or years ago on the podcast where I was saying we need to get a big pair of scissors and cut Scotland off and kick it into the ocean? We won't need to do that in 20 years' time. The ocean will finish at Newcastle. (laughs) That'll be the very north of England. That'll be it. That'll be it. It'll be lovely and sunny during the winter, during the summer. Be a bit cold in the winter, but we'll have a much smaller country. We're only going to lose a few trees in Scotland, let's be honest, Mm. and a couple of castles. Which don't work anymore anyway. Which don't really work anymore. Stealing's nice, to be fair. Mm. Stealing castles now. Edinburgh castles now. We can keep them. They're on hills, in all fairness. We're going to lose Norwich, Grimsby, Hull. (laughs) There's not really much of a downside to this. America's completely submerged. (laughs) They're done. They're done. America's done. And or apparently this year in September a meteorite hits England, it's oh. it's the world, oh, and okay. destroys half the world, and they're not going to tell us where it's going to hit until it's just about to hit. Oh well, we'll see it if it does. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do you think the news are keeping so? Just <laughs> give you a call. Clear on, look up. <laughs> I'll be like this. I'm in a plane, Dave. Where are you going, <laughs> Cuba? <laughs> Bro, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> if you could get a tennis racket and go stand in your back garden and have a go for yeah. me, that'd oh, help me out. You bastards! <laughs> if all the Stokies just stand in the back garden with a baseball bat and swing it at swing the same time, yeah. and we'll hopefully be fine. be fine. We'll be absolutely fine. And if not, let's ring Bruce Willis. 
Oh yeah, he's got a show. Ah. Not oh, really. Can't, he can't really remember how do he? Yeah. But you know, he'll have a go for you. It's not like you, you can't even tell us how do it either. Oh, poor Bruce. Oh, Never mind. Well, I have had a movie week this week. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on then. Um, I've watched three. I've watched three films. Yeah. Um, and we'll start with um, we'll start with the with the really good one. I watched um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, yeah, the Scorsese movie. Right. Um, so uh, I'll set the scene for you because uh, we all know Scorsese films take a day to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wants to do anything in the house; they're all busy doing their own thing. It's about seven o'clock, so I'm flicking through all the streaming services, like, "Oh, I'll just bang something, I'll find something, watch." Get to Apple; it's there, and I completely forgot that it was an Apple, and I'm like, "Ooh." Oh, I fancy that. We'll give we'll give this a go, and then see that it's three and a half hours long. So I'm a bit like, have I got the stamina for this? Um, but I then realise it's only seven o'clock. It's not. It's not too late. By the time it's finished, fuck, we'll give it a go. Fucking hell, Cleon, it's really good. Is it good? <laughs> it's really fucking good. What's the synopsis? Um, so basically, it's it's about a um, uh, a is tribe the right word? I'm not too sure. If it's yes. The right word. Uh, the, uh, yeah, a certain tribe of. Are we talking Indians? Native Americans. Yeah, yeah Indians. Um, pardon me, Indians. Um, Why are they called Indians? No idea. I've got no fucking idea. Um, so. Yeah, and they move onto land that is rich in oil, thus making them the richest people in the world per capita, or something like that. Um, so the, the 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 premise is you've got Robert De Niro's character, who is friends with the Native American people mm-hmm. in public. But behind the scenes, he's very still prejudiced. He's very still, you know, the white man should own everything. And um, he's kind of plotting a plan so that he can take the money from these families by marrying into the families. Um, and that's where Leonardo DiCaprio's character comes in. He's just come back from World War One. He's not the sharpest tool in the box. Uh, he's quite charming, though. And uh, he ends up like marrying uh, one of the Native American women who, who are part of one of the families that own this oil, that have got the money. And then the rest of her family start, like, dying in suspicious circumstances. Um, that's... That's pretty much where we're at there, like, you know what I mean? That's kind of, you know, if I go any further, then... It's got Leo yeah. in, though. But, yeah, seriously, man, Leonardo DiCaprio, my God, that guy is really fucking good at what know, he does. Um, and to have Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro just bouncing off each other in a film again um, is just, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, it's so good. And... You know, it's it's a powerful film. It's even though it's long, it doesn't get exhausting. It doesn't get boring. Mm. You know, everything's relevant. Um, there's a little bit of like controversy about the ending, the way the way it's wrapped up at the end. It's um, it's it basically moves from a part of the story into um, a. a a radio broadcast mm. telling of the story in mm. the end, and it's like a very quick wrap up, and it's like, oh, why, why have they done that? But um, 
it, it works. You know, I thought it worked. I thought yeah. it was quite clever, like uh, the, the way they did it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's filmed. It looks beautiful as well. The way it's been filmed, it looks really really good. Apparently, the same cinematographer that did Barbie um, also did did this film. But yeah, it looks good. The acting's good. The cast is good. Uh, Should have got The story's good. It's it's just fantastic. It's it's just a really really good film. Um, a full five out of five for me. I really enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth watching. You know, make yourself a pot of tea, um, grab some biscuits, set yourself up for a few hours, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. That's that one. on my list tomorrow. Yeah. Get what else you on. got? Uh, well, one which I don't think you're going to be too keen about. Go on, watch the Marvels. Uh you see, I nearly watched that Friday night mm. just to see if it was cannon fodder. Um. Do you know what? You really, enjoyed it, I really didn't you? Enjoyed it. I didn't expect anything from it. I genuinely didn't don't, expect don't, anything from don't it. Don't say nothing else. Please, yeah. just don't say nothing else on the Marvels because I want. I really want to watch it. Yeah. And okay, I nearly cool. planned Friday night just to watch it and then I got trumped by the some Kraken, Kraken movie. <laughs> Fucking animated Kraken movie about a giant oh, Kraken okay. in the ocean and all that shit with me son. I'll have a look for that. I feel like I'm on um, acid, Ethan. No, what, what I will say is, is it delivered more than I expected it to. Um, it, <laughs> so something I'd rather than nothing. <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't really expect anything from it, but um, but I, I liked the um, the Miss Marvel series. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was it was playful. You know what I mean? It was it was it was it was good. Destroyed um, the possibility of a good computer game. Miss Marvel did the, the this this whole film. Considering it kind of got a little bit panned, um, it's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There is a part of it where I know full well. You're gonna go. What the fuck are they doing? Right, and, uh, and and we'll talk about that next week if you do get around to watching it. But I know exactly which part it is, and I'll wait for you to find it. Um, but you know, it was all it was good, and it set up good paths into future stories as well. Um, so that's all I have. We're never gonna see. And then, <laughs> and then, Cleon, yeah, we, we'll get into it. I watch Saltburn. Oh, you fucking reprobate! I watch Saltburn. Oh, you she male. Um, oh, did you, were you wearing a ball gown? No. Were you singing murder on the dance floor before no. it came in? No. Oh, you no, little no. sheep. No, I watched, I watched something. <laughs> um, do you know what? Better than I thought it was going to be. I've got no idea what it's about. Uh, so, basically, um, it is about a uh, working class lad from Liverpool that um, gets a scholarship to Cambridge? Mm-hmm. Or is it Oxford? Yep. It's one of the two. He gets a scholarship. Um, he's a fish out of water, you know what I mean? He doesn't fit in with anybody down there, but he manages to befriend, like, the most popular boy in, in the university, um, and that leads him to being invited to his mansion, like, his castle, mm-hmm. um, uh, over the summer, because he doesn't want to go home for the summer. Uh, won't get into the details why, in case you do end up watching it. And then... Um, craziness uh pursues for the rest of the film um it's yeah is it rick and morty craziness pursues once he goes into the castle level it's it's there's a couple of scenes (laughs) have you heard about any of the scenes no okay so there's a there's a there's a few scenes in it which just make you go what the fuck am i watching um watch that yeah it's um will i enjoy it I don't know. 
I don't know wow. that's the thing. Like, because the weird scenes are very fucking weird, and you're just like, I don't know why I'm I don't know why <laughs> this is happening, and I don't know why I'm still watching it. Um but the way the way the character develops throughout the film and the, what you learn about him, it all does kind of start making sense. Um Does he start bumming his mate? He, um, yes or no? The popular mate that he makes friends with? Yeah. No. Right, okay. I'll watch no. no, no, no. I thought it was going to go down that way. Do you get the the, the popular way? Yeah, he, d- he didn't. He, d- he doesn't He doesn't bomb his mate now. Um, it's... Well, it is 2024. We have to ask these questions I, now, Dave. I I'm not saying no bombing doesn't happen, um, but he doesn't bomb his mate. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of kind of figured out what was going on about a third of the way into the film but i didn't expect it to develop the way it developed um and then there are some scenes where you're just like huh i don't oh okay that's that's a thing um but yeah watch it i'm going just watch it Uh, and the other thing as well is it's in um it's filmed full screen well i I'm, i'm max i suppose um, like um, Justice Man. League, Snyder's Justice League. Abbott was like, you know, IMAX full screen. Like that's how it's filmed as well. So yeah, it's quite interesting to watch the way it's been filmed too. Um, but yeah, it's it's fucking weird. This week you need to watch. I will watch Saltburn, mm-hmm. and you will watch Indiana Jones: The Dial of Destiny. I've been trying. I've been trying because the others won't watch it. Well, I'm just going to see sending you random messages yeah. with Dial of Destiny, Dave. The girls won't watch it, so I'm, I'm like saying, shall we watch it? And it's, it's really just good. not been happening. I may end up just watching it on my own. It's um, really good. But yeah, that, I don't that want big it up too much though, because when you watch it, you'll be mm. like, it's not that good. Yeah, watch. It kind of clouds things, doesn't it? Do, do, do the kids like Marvel Marvel films? Yeah. Yeah, watch the Marvels, watch it with the kids, make a family night of it. Uh, if you watch it on your own, I think you'll analyse it too much. <laughs> I don't. Um, with superhero movies, I don't tend to go into that realm. The problem yeah. I've got with Marvel is I do apologise, Marvel. You've kind of set a good precedent, mm. um, and it's hard to get. Yeah. No, I, I, I fucking get that, yeah. Like, I I remember, I went to the cinema to watch something else, and I can't remember what it was that I watched. (coughs) And Iron Man was on. Mm. And I just wandered into, there was nothing on. There was three people, I think, in the Iron Man movie, to which me and Dan were two people. It was either me and Dan or me and Kev. It was one or the other who went and watched Iron Man. And the the movie finished, and I don't think we spoke till we got in the car. And it's only and it, it's only happened on two superhero movies for me that has. Mm. Um, sorry, it's happened on a couple of movies: Batman and Joker, the one with Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. begins, rises. Batman. Batman, Batman begins. Batman begins was was um, Liam Neeson, wasn't it? The bad guy. Yeah, he's in the first and the third. So Batman. I fucking can't remember what the second one was Whatever called. Whatever it is. The one with Dark Heath, Knight. The one with Heath Ledger. The first time it happened was Dark Knight. Yeah. Outside going, fuck, that was good. Because it was Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises once. Yeah, second yeah. time it happened Put was there, Iron Man. And then the third time it happened was Avengers Assemble. 
and then oh yeah and then he kept and then the superhero genre kind of took off from avengers assemble i think Uh, thor ragnarok i was like i think we won't watch thor ragnarok no we didn't you you watched it um and i ran across to the odeon to watch it just before a podcast so we could talk about it. Yeah. So I went on my own. Thor, Thor, <laughs> so from there on in, Civil War, amazing. Thor Ragnarok, amazing. Endgame, amazing. Dude. Infinity War, amazing. So the, the, the I, bar's um, high. I still remember leaving the cinema after watching um, Avengers Assemble and just walking out going, I think that's the best film I've ever watched. Did I ring you after Endgame? I was in. I don't know about. I don't know about Endgame. No. I was in. Um, I watched Endgame in Wakefield on my own because I was at work. It, Maybe that. it had just come out. We were podcasting later on. It had just come out, and I mm. had to watch it. And I remember phoning Jody, crying from the car park, like Mate. he's dead. Mate, like, Avengers Assemble, though. Right? Iron Man's dead. You're going off, bring you back in some weird way because the universe is now. <laughs> all the kids were crying over Iron Man, and all the adults were going, "It's just going to be crap now." <laughs> We filled off the two good ones. They're taking it in some weird directions, I must admit. But uh, it'd be interesting to see the next, like, Avengers film. Um, yeah, who's going to be in it? What's it going to be about? Like, you know what I mean? Well, they've announced Pedro Pascali is the Fantastic Four lead. Okay. Um, Reed Richards is it? Reed mm-hmm. Richards? I think it's Reed Richards. So they've announced him to do it. Mr. Stretchy Man, I can't remember. And I think it's tonight we see the first Deadpool 2 tra- Deadpool 3 trailer. Because Deadpool 3 is officially in the MCU um, timeline it's now. It's officially in the timeline yeah. now. So now that they are mutants. Um, so Deadpool is going to kick off the next Avengers um, movie. So yeah, that that's officially in there. But yeah, it is like because now, now that Disney owned the Fox rights, they've got mutants, so they can they can go a million ways with this now. And if we won't go into it too much on this show, but if you if you want to take a look at YouTube, you'll see the new Deadpool three trailer that was done last night on the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, which last night's Super Bowl featured a great performance from Usher. I thought that was tonight, Dave. Was it last night. It's Monday. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Stop confusing me. <laughs> the fourth wall, brother. It, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't it work, does work. Because we can't, we can't talk about Usher's magnificent performance at the Super Bowl. Well, I can't see me be bang average. <laughs> Let's be honest, the last time a black male walked on stage in the Super... No, it wasn't the last time, because Dr. Dre's done it since. I um, I was going to talk about Prince just as he came on stage and went, Purple rain. And he started raining. I um I, I understand that Alicia Keys might have joined him last night at the Super Bowl. That was just weird. Yeah, um, you're you've already fucked it now, Dave, yeah. haven't you? Really? There's no point in tra- there's no point in completely I killing it and why. then trying to reverse back into it. I don't even know why. Um, see, but it doesn't work when you get to football because you go and and currently playing. All right, I make it work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, football, football. <laughs> What else happened this week? Port Vale sacked Andy Crosby and John Schofield. Oh, I remember. I kept on giving you news updates one night. Yeah, you did. Trevor McDonald, you went a bit nuts. Dave was just... Vale of of sack boss. King's got cancer. King's got cancer. Vale of sack boss. I think my exact words were, Jesus Christ, Dave McDonald, chill. Um, Oh, and by the way, for people who are wondering, 
The term Indian, in reference to original inhabitants of American continent, is said to derive from Christopher Columbus, a 15th century boat person. Boat person? Okay. Some say he used the term because he was convinced he was in Asia. Cheers, guys. That's... RM cleared that up. Thanks. Are they all going to get relegated? Uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they, (laughs) they, 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 I, I believe so. They drew, they drew yesterday. But anyway, let's go back a bit. Vale fired Andy Crosby and John Schofield, prompting all the Vale fans to go completely a little bit nuts. I don't know if you saw any of them across uh, across social media, and then prompting them to ask for the resignation of Dave Flickcroft, I believe, who is the football director right. at Port Vale, or the guy <clears throat> who's put together this brilliant team, that's gotten slowly going down quicker than the Titanic. Or the same guy that did a great job at Bury. Do me a favour, Dave. Find me Bury Football Club in the in the UK. You can't. Do you know why? Bury Football Club. Because uh, they're bankrupt. They play in the Premier Division of the North West Counties League. Mm. Yeah, they've had to start again from the very, 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 very bottom. And in a minute, I'm going to go through the chairman's... Oh, my God, Vale tweet a load of nonsense, you know. An open letter from Carol on the sacking of Andy Crosby and John Schofield. Are you ready, Dave? Who managed him yesterday? The assistant manager. I thought he got sacked. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, it was the under-21s manager that's now in charge. Oh, OK. Yeah. <clears throat> so, which prompt Carol Shanahan, because the fans went, hang on a minute, you're putting an under-21s manager in to manage the first-team football. We've got people on Sunday and Saturday League who are more qualified to do that job than him. Are we mad? Vale got a 2-2 draw with a last-minute goal brilliantly from the penalty spot to pull it back from the jaws of death. Upon firing Andy Crosby and John Schofield and all the fans asking for David Flitcroft to retire and get out the club and not being happy whatsoever, Carol thought it best to jump onto a pen and pads and to write a letter direct to the fans. This is that letter, Dave. Kevin and I moved our business to Bursland 10 years ago and fell in love with a community, a community that had a football club at the very heart of it. It also had some brilliant, brilliant buildings cheap. We bought this football club almost five years ago because we fell in love with Port Vale. We became season ticket holders and travelled home and away for five seasons. You should do if you own the bugger. When we bought the club in May 2019, we did so from a situation where the relationship and the fans and the owners had fallen to such a point that he was willing to take the club into administration for the third time since the turn of the millennium. At the asking price that was demanded, no one wanted to buy the club. The club had just managed to survive relegation from the Football League. Had it gone into administration, it would have started the season on minus five, 15 points. I felt the community both needed and deserved to have its football club exist. Bursland would have lost its heart and the community would have lost its home, where memories have been made and connections would have been lost. I don't think so, matey. There's, most of us give this one. The fans fought valiantly to get Norman to sell and only Kevin and I were willing to buy it. We bought it out of respect to our customers and to create a football club that serves its community. 
and giving people a reason to be proud of their team and their club once again. When we became owners, we found a club that hadn't had any meaningful investment in 20 years. The stadium hadn't been changed since Bill Bell built the Lawn Street stand. The club needed love and investment. When the players trained, they had to get changed in the matchday changing rooms. We had a poor training pitches in the same match pitch for the last 20 years. Before a ball was kicked, we had tried to bring the stadium to a level where we could get safety certificates so the fans could come and watch the match. Still haven't finished the fucking stand, though. <laughs> anyway, we, we digress. We were a club that had a poor reputation in the football industry. I've got a news for you, Duck. You still are. A tri-club that only stood out because there is no actual place called Port Vale. We did well in our first season that was curtailed by the emergence of the COVID pandemic. Thankfully and amazingly, £4,000 fans paid for their season tickets knowing they wouldn't see any live football that season. That de They decided to keep their money in the club. Kevin and I paid for everything else. During the pandemic, we delivered half a million local family On the pitch during the season, our second... <laughs> Do you see where this is getting a bit? Mm. It's getting a bit... Let's not talk about me but this is a complete thing about me. So during the performance, they delivered half a million meals for the pandemic for the people because it was the right thing to do. On the pitch during that season, our second season, the one behind closed doors, performance and results started to go poorly in which we were in threat of being relegated out of the Football League. I realised that I needed someone to help me with the football side of the club. Why is it that you only then realised you needed somebody to help you with the football side of the club? Carol. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Did yeah. she did she go into the club fully scouting? No. 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 So under <laughs> under her stewardness, we were just about to get relegated out of the football league. Yeah. That's what I've just said, isn't it? Yeah, that's what you've just said. Right, okay, okay. Um <clears throat> during my first manager search, Colin Garlick introduced me to Dave Flitcoff. Dave and I spent four and a half hours on our first call talking and discussing ideas around football and what a good football club should look like. I could do that even a football manager. You could do that. <laughs> Dave understood the football industry inside and out and aligned it with my values. The only issue is Dave wasn't working in football and had no plans to be. He had stepped away from football to be with his family. He was working alongside his brothers in their family business and spending more time with his wife and three sons. I knew that Dave was the right man to help me to build this football club towards where I wanted to go. I asked Dave to be my director of football on a part-time basis. He went away to think about it and I didn't want anyone else in this role and still don't. When he accepted, Dave knew that he was coming into a club to achieve certain targets. Bring in a manager, an assistant manager to keep the club in the football league. Get the club promoted to year one and the next to league one in the next three years. To do that, he needed to build and develop a backroom staff to get us to lead one. Build a squad to get us to league one. Build a recruitment department to create player trading model where we bring players in and sell them on for profit later. Turn our academy around from being one of the worst academies in the country to becoming a high-performing and productive, giving young local lads chance to have careers in football and make this club proud to do this. Sell players to Category 1 clubs. Bring players through the academy in the first team. He has achieved this by bringing in Daryl Clark and Andy Crosby. So, well done Dave, you've brought in a manager. You've achieved your goal. Yeah, 
He achieved getting promoted, yeah, in his first 15 months by bringing in Dean Whitehead and all those guys. 22, oh, no, what was B? Sorry, B was... Oh, it's too far back now. Turn the academy around. Yeah, he did that by bringing in Dean Whitehead and Daryl Taylor. You can see how the results have gone on a massive upturn throughout the women's team and the academy teams. He has achieved C, yeah. The money he has generated for this football club has paid the wages to date many times over. During our promotion season, Daryl had his personal tragedy. Dave and I supported him with all our heart. We gave him everything we could heal for the unthinkable came. We became, since arriving in League One, two years ahead of schedule, build a training facility at a club that wouldn't look out of place in the championship, get a match pitch for a championship standard, attract best-in-class loans from Premier League clubs, have a successful cup run, stay in League One. I, I'm not being nasty. This letter's shit. Uh, yeah, I think I've stopped listening. Uh, it's crap. So- <laughs> is anyone listening to this? This is basically giving everything that Port Vale have achieved over the past two years and saying it's all because of him, right? He led the design of the training zone, which the players change in with the physio boot room and ice baths with the new design. Right, let me ask a question. Dave? Yes, dear. If I walk in your house... Yeah. ...and I go... ...need to paint that wall, does? Does that mean I've directed you in a complete redesign of your home? Um, No. It means you've stated the obvious. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say on Carol's letter. Yeah. I... Port, Port Vale, you are a wonderful club and you are doing really, really well. Uh, really, really badly. I wish you fucking well. Mm. I wish you well. Okay. Cleansed. 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 Not my football club. No. Not my circus. Uh, not my monkeys. My brain's melted. The, the Don't fact, ever read that letter the again. The fact that you've got the women's club playing at a different football club at Kidsgrove Athletic instead of playing at the actual stadium and drumming up more commercial revenue from that just shows me how much Deans could get. You could get an extra so many hun- te- so many tens of thousands of pounds just from bringing your women's team back because then the FA had invested in the home pitch instead of two different pitches. Instead of charging the women £240 a game just to be playing out of a different football club. Why don't you bring that fucking money into the football club and grow the area in the community as one I'll await your fucking calls <sighs> Premier League Premier League I'm sorry matey I'm so peed off with Vale it's unbelievable I'm just the, the to put a football club in this area is so easy just to build one you could, I could do it in pig himself anyway football yesterday Premier League Man City. Oh, yesterday we had the Premier League and Erling Haaland was back, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, he was back in all his glory. I was talking to a Liverpool fan and said he'll never hit the ground running. Man City 2, Everton 0. Haaland got both goals. <laughs> He's now 56 in 55. We're um, we're, we're on... What, how many games are we on now? 24? Is he 56 and 55 or 54 and 55? It's one or the other. Yeah, we're on. It's about we're about twenty four games now, aren't we? Played. Yeah. Um, it's that. It's now. It's that part of the season where, where Man City go. Uh, we've given everyone a chance. <laughs> yeah. 
we're uh, we're just going to win all the games now. The, the funniest thing about it is as well is even people who are not completely mad on football, yeah, fully are fully aware that it's just oh, oh, it's that time now. Yeah, Pep's gone. Go on then. It's it's similar to Lewis Hamilton in the early turbo hybrid era um, of, of Formula One, where where he kind of gave Sebastian Vettel like an inkling that he might have a chance of winning the championship, and then just went nah. It's like it's like <laughs> Phil Taylor in every darts championship he's ever entered in his entire yeah. life, where he's in the semi final, he's won the first three legs, and he decides to take a chill pill for two legs, and then all of a sudden wins the ones afterwards. I think it's happened in every single one. The best thing with Phil Taylor was always when he was in the final, giving the throw away. So he'd always ball, when they ball up to see who wins throw, he would always win the the ball up so he could you know throw first and he'd give it away. Nah, let him throw first. He'd give his opponent Such the advantage. Like, it's Such like, you ass. prick. Such an ass. <laughs> we had Fulham 3, Bournemouth 1. I was quite surprised by that result, actually. Mm-hmm. Liverpool 3, Burnley 1. Well done, Liverpool. Luton 1, Sheffield United 3. Get in, fucking Sheffield. Bad enough for Luton now. They can get out of the yeah, league. After out. last week, that was enough. Tottenham 2, Brighton 1. Spursy not being Spursy for a change. Wolves nil, Brentford 2, another goal from Ivan Tony. Welcome back, odds on favourite to score. And Nottingham Forest 2, the Newcastle 3. Yeah. Finally getting a bit better. Climbing the table, now in 7th place. Yeah. Still not up to speed correctly. No. A game, in, a game ahead of Manchester United, who were three points ahead and play today. Well, they played yesterday, sorry, <laughs> against uh, Aston Villa. So that was yesterday's football. We had West Ham nil, Arsenal five. And we had Aston Villa two, Manchester United one. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> hey, is, that what you, is that what you're going for? We'll see. We'll see if we'll that have a happens. look. We'll have a look. I might wait until tomorrow. No, I might wait until later tonight and just fucking put, add a little bit to the end of the show. <laughs> if I'm right, <laughs> Arsenal 5, West Ham 0, and a man... What did I say? Aston Villa 2, Manchester United yeah, 1. 2-1 one Villa. 2-1 yeah. Villa. Very close at the top of the table still, but like we say, yeah. Man City... Uh, Man City have changed. Yeah, just gonna, yeah, it, go it's not nice when you've got Kevin De Bruyne on the bench. They did it against against us at Newcastle when we were winning two one. It's a right. It's a it's a bit of a joy killer. You're sitting like this game. Yes, we're winning two one versus Man City. <laughs> Come on, fifteen minutes go. There's fifteen minutes go. Man City and Man City have got a sub at the end. The free kick at the edgy area, and you go. Oh, they're making a sub. Who they bringing? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Is that Kevin De Bruyne? That's Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> If I, thought he, he, if I thought he was. He's not. Is he? Oh, I thought he was injured once. He? <laughs> no, he's come back from his leg leg break he got last week. Oh right, okay. Some weird type of Abu Dhabi bloody potion he's been drinking or something. And you go brilliant. So he doesn't score the free kick, and you go ah, he's not as good as he was. And then he scores from thirty yards. <laughs> he bought him on yesterday. He was on the pitch for three seconds before he assisted Haaland. But there you go, mate. Yeah, one of them. There you go. And now, 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 what did what did Guardiola say in the interview? He says, "I don't want to use, um, I don't want to use De Bruyne because he, I want to keep him fresh." 
That's why I keep putting him on for 20 minutes. We're getting to a point now where he's going, this is nil-nil. Kev! <laughs> Go on, mate. Go on, son. Go on, Kev. Go, Go sort on, that out. Go sort that out, mate. Go sort that out, Kev. And he, and he walks on the pitch with his new blonde, like, with his new ray of, sorry, big wig ginger hair, <laughs> and just plays a through ball. He's done after 20 minutes. He gets paid 500k a week, he does, <laughs> for 20 minutes' work. Yeah. If there's hey, an well, idle man. Know. However, one thing I would like after this season, I would love it if Pep won the four trophies, all of them. Yeah. And then went to Barcelona. Okay. To save Barcelona, because they need saving. Okay. They've only got £3.50 in a pack. <laughs> They've got, they got £3.50 left. They've got £3.50 in a pack of, and a four pack of Red Bull. Yeah, so... Sorry, sorry, Pat, we can't pay you, but... Just do it out of the kindness of his own heart. We can give you these clacker thingies. I've got these clacker things, and we'll give you three of the Red Bulls. <laughs> Paella? Um, give you this weird toilet. Speaking of... Um, Catalonian. No, Lewis Hamilton. Um, going back to my reference. He pigging gone Ferrari He's now. He's gone Ferrari. He don't want to win no more. So, basically, um, last season's F1 was... Uh, I think it, if you deep dive into each race, you can find good and exciting parts hmm. of each race. But the season as a whole was pretty boring. You know, we knew who was going to win. <laughs> if you've got a deep dive, yeah. you've got a problem. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. The yeah. season as a whole was pretty boring. And um, Lewis Hamilton is at this stage now in his career where... He's not got, there's not much, like, not many years left in his career. He's only got win one. Yeah, he's only got win one, but I, I, I don't really, like, I don't think he'll win one. I don't think he'll get another one, but if he does, great. If he doesn't, yeah. He's not getting it with Mercedes, that's a fact. Um, so, last season was pretty boring. And this season, I was kind of expecting a little bit more of the same. Hmm. Now, the the new regs come into play in 2026. Um and Lewis Hamilton signed a contract with Mercedes that allowed him to leave. Um, it was one of them contracts where it's for X amount of years, but after two years, you yeah. can leave. Yeah. Like, and he's chosen to do that. So he's, he's, he's driving for Mercedes. And to announce it before the season's even started, he hasn't even got halfway through the season and gone, yeah, I'm not resigning with Mercedes. He's done it before the season's even started. Uh, and the thing about... Has he or has Ferrari? No, he's done it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was thi- across his Instagram. <laughs> the, thing about, um, the thing about Lewis Hamilton is, and, and the thing about F1 fans in general, right... It doesn't matter which team you follow. You know, I've always been a fan of the McLarens. I've always liked the McLaren team. Even when they were going through shit a few years ago, when they were the worst team on the on the track, you know, I always followed the McLarens. Love McLaren. Everybody's a Ferrari fan. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Everybody's a Ferrari fan. Yeah. And when, when, that, when that car a couple of years ago just started being better and you had, you know, Charles Leclerc in the car, a good driver in that car when you know even Carlos Sainz you know he was brilliant last season in that car Mm -hmm. like and seeing them achieving again yeah they're not at Red Bull standard yet but you know watching them go head to head with Mercedes like it was just such a good feeling because they've been shit for years Um, when you think the last Ferrari champion was Kimi Raikkonen in 2007 you know what I mean 
Yeah, because Hamilton's first one was 2008. So, yeah, 2007, Kimi Raikkonen um, won in a Ferrari. Jesus. That, that was the last Ferrari world champion, right? The, and uh, to see them winning again, it was like, fuck yeah, the Ferraris are back. Yeah. Like, they're, they're doing well here. Now, I'll I'll go back to um, Hamilton making the jump from McLaren to Mercedes, right? Mm-hmm. He did a season or two where... Mercedes still weren't good enough to win things, but they were developing the next car, the turbo yeah. hybrid era car, and he must have had an inkling of what was happening because he went, you know what, I'm going to go Mercedes. And he knew. He knew what was going on. He knew as soon as the regs changed and he got in that car, they were going to have the best car on the grid. He's done it again and, with Ferrari. And has he done it again with Ferrari? Yeah. Yeah. Or... As he thought, well, I'm not winning again in a Mercedes. It's as simple as that. I'm not going to win again in this Mercedes. Am I going to win again at all? Um, I've always wanted to drive for Ferrari. I've not got much gas left in the tank. Fuck it. I'm going to go drive a Ferrari whether I win or not. Now, just imagine (laughs) the competitive nature of Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Now, imagine all last season. All that yeah. just not winning last season, yeah. that's just going to piss him off. Yeah. And then this season, I think He's not there's, been win a, again. there's been a reg change. Ferrari have gone, come have a look at this new Funk Wave thing, 3000 thing we've got going through it. It's where the air goes over the top of the car <gasps> in a really weird fashion. Watch out. It gives us an extra 0.0000 points of a second and it'll makes be, us quicker. It'll be really interesting. Ooh. It'll be really interesting to see what happens in 2026 because he signed a two-year contract so he goes in 2025 that'll be his first season we've still got the same like engine regulations so the cars aren't going to change that much um 2026 is when the the regs change that's when the cars will change it will be interesting to see what they've done fucking hell arsenal scored (laughs) is it five five now told you (laughs) um It'll be it'll be super interesting to see <laughs> what car Ferrari You're watching have, football have, this have afternoon. Come up, have yeah. come up with. Um, but here's the one thing I thought: like, you, you have got the two options. You know, Hamilton's always as much as he said, "If I end my career never driving a Ferrari, that's fine." Um, you know, his his favorite driver, Ayrton Senna, um, never drove a Ferrari. I know, but if you um, say that, you you you're not happy about it. You know it. what I mean? And uh, you know, so he, he's either thought to himself, I've got one more chance to drive yeah. a Ferrari, so fuck it, I'm going to go drive a Ferrari. Um, I believe that he will take to Ferrari what Schumacher took to Ferrari. Um, and he'll take that competitive spirit, he'll take his knowledge, he'll take, you know, what a good fucking driver he is, and he'll give Ferrari a bit of a kick up the arse. They take the team as well, don't they, now? Um, I'm led to believe. No, are, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll have his inner circle. Like, I, I which thought they took like like a, a certain. I'm sure no. the driver's got a certain bunch of mechanical people around. But him. they work for Mercedes. That go with him? No, no, no. no they work for Mercedes. He'll have his own like you know, his assistants and things like that. Oh, I got. I knew he's like. got his bloody hair coming. Um, and the guy know, who buzzes breads, but I think he's gonna he's 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 turning into like the Fernando Alonso, you know. What I mean, he's he's taking that experience and stuff with him and that drive, um, to give potentially give Ferrari a kick up the arse. Um, but wouldn't it be fucking ironic if he beats Schumacher's record 
in a Ferrari. He's, that's come on. It's just like... That's oh, come on, you know that's it's... what he's going for. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I know, but that's a dream finish. Can you imagine, and this is what I'm hoping for, Red Bull don't develop a car for 2026, that's good enough. Mm. Mercedes fix all the problems, and they've got a championship winning car. Ferrari also fix all the problems, and have got a championship winning car. And you get, who the fuck's going to drive that Mercedes drive when Hamilton's gone? Fernando Alonso, in a Mercedes... (laughs) With Lewis Hamilton in a Ferrari. Yeah, I'd take that watch. Driving that. for the world I'd, championship. That's like that's like Harry Kane this leaving fucking... Bayern Munich, joining Newcastle, putting the number nine shirt on, winning the Premier League after scoring Alan Shearer's all time record whilst at Newcastle. This, it's like this is <laughs> this is 2007-2008 all over again. <laughs> it's like when NSYNC announced they were on tour again. Yeah, ba ba ba. Oh mate. It's um yeah, dreams. Dreams are going to be made. Um, but anyway, that's enough. That's enough for this week, Leon. We've been for fucking ages. Have we? What yeah. t- I don't know how long uh, we've been off. An hour and 20 minutes. Oh, bloody hell. hell. Even, Will and Ralph, even Will and Ralph don't do this long anymore. Not, not bad for a Monday hey. morning. <laughs> I won't go about bad, I'm tired. Um, big thank you to everybody that listens week in and week out. You guys are awesome. Do not forget, whatever podcast platform you listen on, to hit that like, subscribe, or follow button. Be sure to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's bang bang clatterbang, apparently. On Instagram, it's... Um... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> on Instagram, uh, sorry, on Twitter, it's at ShinglesListPC. You can follow me, Shinglers underscore list. Follow Cleon, Cleon K. Bewley. On Instagram, it's Shinglers underscore list and KL Bewley 5. It's the same on threads. And on Facebook, it's Shinglers List Podcast. You guys are awesome. And we will see you next time. <laughs>